Hello, and welcome to episode 35 of the Life is Storytelling podcast. I'm your host, Chris Pierce, here with Ernest Gonzalez. Hello. And we are going to be going over some fucking cinema today. I am very excited and also just not ready. <laughs> um, so if you listen to last week's episode, yes, we were supposed to review the movie Tar. Um, some things happened. We're going to have to be reviewing that next week. Yeah. We're, we're really free flow around here, baby. Kind of, but we're still fitting in movies from this year, flying, getting ready for the end of your awards. Flying by the seat of our pants out here. <laughs> um, so what we're going to be reviewing today is the A24 film, After Sun. That's going to be our front half. And then the back half, we are going to be reviewing a movie, a little known movie called The Bansi- Banshees of Ina Sheeran. Um, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff to get into. Um, some conversations. Some conversations, some things to feel. <laughs> but Ernest, how you been? I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm chill. You have a good holiday. I did. Good. I did. Spent time with family. Nice. All that stuff. It wasn't all. It's made for a busy weekend, I imagine. Full of drama and whatnot. Yeah. So, yeah, man. It was good. Nice. How's the despair? Still there a little. That's a Banshee's joke. Oh, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. <laughs> it took me off guard because I'm like, that's not the movie we're doing right now. Um, yeah, man. Oh, no, nah, life is good, baby. Life nice, is good. Nice. I feel so loved. Good. You yeah. should. You absolutely should. You should, motherfucker. Well, maybe when I get my PS5. Um, <laughs> Done. Done. Oh, man. He's handing me the PS5 right now. And all <laughs> your no other more. friends are going to jump me. Um, Bring that out the back of the mansion. <laughs> Thank you, Ernestius. God damn it. That's um, my Greek name. <laughs> but the plan is for next week, we're going to be reviewing Tar along with, and this one's for sure because we've got tickets to go see it, The Whale. Ooh. That's a big one. Uh, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a movie I know we're all looking forward to, and who isn't ready to just see Brendan Fraser in his comeback era. Yeah, man. It's going to be exciting. It's probably going to be really sad. I've heard it's a heartbreaker. I'm so ready to cry at that. Let's see how this week goes. I'm going to try to cry in the parking lot. Just cry it all out (laughs) so that I can stay dry-eyed in the theater. There you go. Yeah, That's fair. Oh, like before. All right. Just watch the trailer. I'll (laughs) I'll just think about Ted Lasso. Ball my eyes out. Yeah, that's that's a good show. That's a good show. But um, unfortunately, no one's going to be mentioning that today on today's episode. We're not going to so. talk about it at all. <laughs> um, but I think we can go ahead and get into it, huh? Let's do it. So I'm going to start off here a little differently, just because I don't know how well known this movie is. Um, but for those who don't know what After Sun is, it is a, fi- a-, a-, a 24 film where the character Sophie reflects on the shared joy and private melancholy of a holiday she took with her father 20 years earlier. Us being people who have watched the movie, it is obviously quite a bit more than just that. Um, But let's go ahead and get into it. Ernest, what did you think of After Sun? All right. So I feel like you did this on purpose, you know, like before... Um, before we started here, before you got here, I gave Jace a call, see how his day was and stuff like that. Who is my son? Right. And, um, I was like, he was like, what movies are you going over today? And I was like, so after son, a daughter goes on vacation to visit her single dad and spend the summer with them. And. I was like, is that familiar? And he was like, that sounds really fucking familiar, Dad. He didn't say that word. I can't get him to cuss. 
<laughs> I tried and he won't. But um yeah, man. It's it's just definitely stirred up some feelings for me, you know. I'm a big softy, man. And um just a lot of relatable stuff here. Like cuz you get to see the dad um just like he's going through it, you know. But the way that parents keep on that straight face, like their poker face in front of their kids like yo we got this you know what i mean um like i get that um i also see a lot of differences in the way that me and this man parent as well um which like everybody does it different Mm -hmm. so knowing that and keeping that in mind that everybody parents a little bit different than one another very different from one another in some cases from a whole different country right um you know it feels like such an authentic authentic experience like even the things that you don't necessarily you can't pick out to relate to um it still feels so genuine and i think that speaks a lot to the rapport between him and his daughter um that just it it speaks volumes to the rapport that you're able to get that authentic experience from it um i i really enjoyed it um, if you are not down for the slow burn, like this is not for you. If you need that overarching plot, this is not for you. Cause there's none of that. It's like, I mean, and you know, us around here by this time, if you listen to any of our prior reviews, like we love that character driven shit. And this is 100% that. So, um, yeah, yeah. I overall enjoyed it. I'm happy that I, that I checked it out. Um, there's so much more to mention here. Um, cinematography is fucking. Oh my god, dude! They have some of the some of the most creative shots that I've seen this year easily. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll talk about my favorite one a little bit later. But there's just so much to shout out here. The use of music. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's only so much of it. Like there's a, there's a little score yeah. here and there, but every once in a while they drop a banger on you. Macarena. And like there's a way to use under pressure and a way not to use yeah. under pressure and fuck did they use it well. Yeah, they did. Yeah, man. <laughs> fuck. Um oh man. You you said that. Like I remember watching the movie. I cuz I knew nothing really about the the overall plot. I just saw the trailer once and I was like this looks exactly just what I froth at the mouth for. Um you were spot on, huh? Yeah, no, it's it's phenomenal, and you're absolutely right. It is a slow burn. Um, it is 100% just character driven, and honestly, there's really only two characters. Well, no, yeah, there are two characters. There's just two variations of one. Like we saw a movie earlier this year, uh, Three Thousand Years of Longing, right? And we talked about how the majority of it is just them two sitting there having a conversation. Mm-hmm. That has more characters than this. Like, (laughs) like this is really just them. It is just two people sitting there having conversations with one another, and it's. I mean, it's it's done so well because that that is where it is so important to obviously have just two good actors or actresses, Um, and I think they both kill it. Absolutely. Um, We have Callum and um, Sophie. The the the, Callum's the father. Sophie's the daughter. each one of them tasked with doing something pretty, pretty important here. Um, and man, but I got to give a shout out to Charlotte Wells. This is a directorial debut. 
Yeah. This is her first movie. She wrote this. As <laughs> she well. wrote and directed it. Yeah. Like, goddamn, A twenty four is just like, here we go. We got this. Yeah, we'll get we'll give you this movie. Yeah, man. Like shit, dude. How do they keep I don't know. Man, I don't fuck? know, man. Nobody's and, ever like just been like, Man, A twenty four is killing it right now. Like Nobody's ever been like Lionsgate is just dropping banger yeah. after banger. Like A twenty four is like the fucking they're like the Drake of the fucking movie world or something. Whoever has his time yeah, yeah, here, yeah. you know what I mean? Oh my god! Uh, uh, or the the Kanye right? Back in the day, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, pre Kanye. But I want to bring up. So this might be like the most like artistically crafted movie we've reviewed on this show. Um, I watched it twice and this is the only movie we reviewed that I actually did research on because when I got to that, those ending moments, I was left feeling something just like, I couldn't even understand. I was just like, where am I? Why do I feel like I'm just in the pit of a dark rave? Um, and like, I looked up some stuff and just like, Oh my God, this could mean this, this could mean that. And I was like, Oh my God. Oh my like God. Like anxiety. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, depression. And then just like watching it through again. Cause I literally watched this day one. Then the very next day that morning I woke up, got a cup of coffee. Let's go back. Let's get back into it. And I was just sad for many hours, <laughs> <laughs> but in the most, like, this is such an interesting film. Yeah, man. And like, you can't underplay the fact that it's a directorial debut. It is insane. Um, because it is so intricate. It is. And there's like specific shots. I'm fairly certain. I know what you're going to say your favorite shot is, but I'm going to wait and see if you're, if I'm right. You want to talk about it right now? No. You know, Cause I got some other things. Talking about yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I was like, I'm going to yeah. leave it for you. I'm going to yeah, leave yeah. it for you. Um, but like there's, this movie does not dwell in giving you any like actual facts. Hmm. You do know Callum's the father. Yes. You do know Sophie's the daughter. You do know they're not American. <laughs> um, but other than that, and the fact that they're on holiday here, there is just, you're picking up pieces as the story goes. And there are certain things like before we, and we will be going into spoilers. This, this movie has been out for a little bit. And I guarantee you any spoiler we give is still probably going to be vague. <laughs> it's, everything given to us is super vague here. Yeah. Um, we're just picking apart these conversations. Exactly. And there's there might be something that you anybody listening to this that you see that we don't see. Cuz there is at first it's it is definitely on its on the surface it is a daughter father story. And that is like the primary focus. But there's so many things and I feel like because it doesn't give you too many facts or like specifics there it it's utilized in such a way that almost anyone can fit themselves and relate to it in one way or another. I don't have a child. But dear God, I've struggled with depression before and like, mm -hmm. and I've had family issues in the past and there, there's just so many different angles you can come at to and just fit yourself in and just, I guess, again, pun intended, feel the waves of emotion just take you from point A to point B of the story. And like there, this movie, and I can't stress how, how spot on Ernest was, there is no overarching plot. It is a story that it's it's like reading a book <laughs> it's something happened and there's a lot of things that took place in it and there's a lot you can take away but it, it's oh my god it's so interesting it's so interesting there's so many specific shots both with like i'll just call it the movie camera and then their personal camera right that holds so much meaning and 
maybe some of those are pretty intricate when they their cameras turned off. Just say that. Um, but I do. I think this movie's fantastic. It is so interesting. There is there's just so many pieces and like when I watched it again, I was just like, Oh bro, right here. Like there's literally quotes and lines you pick up that maybe like felt like nothing the first time through. And then you watch it again. And it's just like, Oh my God, something as simple as somebody saying, I don't think I'm going to make it to 40. I'm surprised I made it to 30. Yeah. It's like, Whoa, hold up. Um, and like not to, I do feel like Callum's performance is the one that you might focus on more from this film. And that's, that, that's me. You can definitely see it the other way too, because Callum is the one I felt like the most relatable to. And in, in yeah. regards to like his emotions and like trying to keep his stuff together and hiding it. And maybe I haven't had to do it for like a fa- like a daughter or something like that, but we've all had to put on a mask for somebody at some point. Just in, There's no way if you listen to this podcast, I'm sure you've done this before where somebody asks how you're doing. I'm fine. And that's very much like a simplified version of what this movie gives us, <laughs> but it is in a nutshell. Um, and oh my God, his eyes, <laughs> he conveys so much, so much. And it's all right there. That is like, it's incredible. Cause like there's, he'll answer a question in a certain way and he answers it very, he'll, I think he does. I think he's a good father mm-hmm. and he's doing his damn best. Mm-hmm. And, like, when he answers his questions, he gives, like, the responsible answers or whatnot. But then, like, you can look at his face, and it's just, like, there is something hurting inside this man. But, Ernest, what was your favorite shot? Oh, my favorite shot was, so they're in the hotel room, and she has the camera on him and asking, like, what, um, what he thought he'd be doing right now when he was 11. And but they're not showing this like through the camera. The camera is actually on a TV, like in the corner of the room that's showing her recording yep. or what she's recording. And then uh, he gets upset because he has all. I mean, he's obviously not where he wanted to be. Of course. When he was 11. Right. <laughs> when he was turning 30. But um so when he unplugs it, you can then see their reflection. Um, and so you get to see the whole room. You get to feel all these things in this shot, but the camera's never actually on them. And the way you see their shadows playing on the, on the wall behind the TV and everything too, just like they really hooked up that camera to the TV, had them go over there, unplug it and stuff. Like it was just so well done it's so a24 dude absolutely and like it's so because it's so simple in practice but so important to the story right the way it's told and the that's not the only creative shot throughout this like there's just shot after shot of just amazing things like so subtle Mm -hmm. as well like when she's standing in the background as he's doing something or vice versa, it's just so fucking masterfully done, dude. <laughs> like I, it for this again to be a debut movie. It's insane. Is just Whatever she does next. I'm so excited. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that one's my favorite. I, I wanted it to be known that I, I was right. <laughs> that's, that's the one you thought. Dude, it's an absolute standout. 
and that's I, this is not me giving any shade i think it's wonderful it might be mine too <laughs> it's so good so the macarena is in here and i'm wondering <laughs> <laughs> so at that point i just really didn't expect i'm just gonna say it. i never expect the macarena anywhere but here it is not nowadays yeah um but I laughed, and that might be the only time I laughed in this movie. <laughs> I I love that it was just like the employees that get up there. And yeah, was, they yeah. were talking about this entertainment for the night, and it's yep. the fucking employees. It's just doing the, the <laughs> one of them's literally like their waiter waitress. And if I remember correctly, they dined in Dash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They like throw the food, in but like, it's done. Whatever. Like even that moment, and it might be because Callum is like smiling and laughing with it. It doesn't feel like. Oh, this guy's in, in trouble. That's why they're dining and di- ditching. Um, it wasn't till the rug happened that I was like, "Oh, we're focusing on this man's financials." Yeah. <laughs> but uh, when they throw the thing out there, I just thought it was some funny thing. They just run off. I was like, "Oh, look at that. That's cute. That's silly." And then later on, I'm like, "Oh no, he didn't pay his bill." <laughs> and I—that's one way that I relate to this movie so much because motherfucker broke. Dog. I feel you. Yeah, I don't got a lot of monies. So if y'all want to send me money, not nah, <laughs> nah, but um, like that aspect of it is was huge for me. And then looking at the way that he like handled it with his kid and the difference between me and him, because like I'm so upfront with my son about everything, you know, but um, being upfront with the financials and stuff like that, too um has caused like some conversations that they've had as well and he's like hey like i want this thing but like if you can't get it like it's cool you know what i mean but that's such a better way to have it brought up than her being like stop it like stop offering to buy things that i know you can't afford and stuff like this like so I have been able to dodge that bullet. <laughs> I, me and me and dude have never really been in too much of a disagreement. I need so because I have this question for you specifically. Yeah, what's up? Because I have faith in you as a father. Thank would, you. You would have gone up there, yeah. Fuck yeah, I would have gone I up there. Dog. That's all I needed. I would have been the one dragging his ass. There you go. Yeah, you absolutely. Because I was. I would have got up and done the fucking Magadan. Magadan. Ah shit, that's yeah. love. Yeah, that's love. Because I, yeah. you can, you feel for Callum, but in that moment where his his daughter sang, and it's not that great, but she did it. She did it on her own, man. The first thing he says to her, we can get you singing lessons. That motherfucker. And I was like, oh, bro, I'm trying. Because <laughs> you could tell she was kind of sick. Of course, then, but she should have been. She's pissed. Yeah. After he says that, as she should be. That's yeah. some asshole shit. Bro. Absolutely. Yeah. Fuck that guy. And from your father. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's just, ah, oh man, I felt bad for her. And then, of course, there's I have no hate for Callum. There's just things that could have been handled differently. And I think that's a big point of the movie because, obviously, the way th- and the whole setup for this movie just adds so much. It's adult Sophie watching her old video of this holiday trip. The majority of the time, I forgot that that was the case. Yeah. As well. Same. Absolutely same. Um, yeah, I, I didn't know that's what was happening. Yeah, and, um, and then are you reminded like halfway through the yeah. movie, like she like gets up out of bed and like goes mm. and watches more movies and stuff. Like, fuck, bro. Like, it's insane. Oh, it's goodness, goodness, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's some really memorable quotes. Absolutely throughout this thing. Uh, I love the conversation that they're having where they're looking at the sky and she's like, it's just we're kind of like together because we're under the same sky. Like 
I, I'm pretty sure I've heard that somewhere before. I will say I can think of an animated film that does something similar. Yeah. Have you seen Five O Goes West? Fuck yeah, dude. Because he talk because he gets separate. No, okay, not Five O Goes West. It's the first Five where he gets separated from his family. An American Tale. Spoiler alert for fa- for Five <laughs> An American, American tale, because <laughs> uh, he gets separated from his family, and there's that whole thing about like we're looking at the same stars, and that gives me relief. And yes, stuff like that. yes, yes. And that, that doesn't was, take away from it like being here at all. About it, right? Yeah, it's yeah. just, and it's a very good, it's a very sweet sentiment. You know what? Scratch tar. Next week we're doing fucking <laughs> the Fifle series. Oh God, all of them, bro. Oh man, <laughs> I love it, man. Hey, it's good I shit. It. It's good shit. Oh my god, he's doing some really weird slow motion ninja moves. Oh, dude, the Tai Chi, which speaks uh. more to his condition. Because um, he, during that scene where it's focusing on the the t- the TV that's turned off, mm-hmm. you also see some books. You see the Tai Chi book, you see a book on meditation and like self-wellness, stuff like that. Nothing specifically saying, don't be depressed, I'm but be like honest. it all leads to it. I'm going to be honest, I did not see those books. I saw it the second time, so Man. it's fair. No, it's completely fair. Because the first time you're just watching what's on the screen. Yes. And like, yes. it's not hard to see because you clearly see them, but it's like, it's so different. You just really want to keep your eyes on it. Um, but yeah, the second time I was watching, I was like, oh, right there. Little little uh, Leo meme. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so another thing that I related to um, when... When she asked him, why do you say I love you to mom if y'all aren't together and stuff? Because, I mean, it's not every phone call or anything, but me and Samia, well, I'll be like, love you, man. That's your son's Like, love you too. Yes, yes, yes. And she'll be like, love you too. But, like, because we're in this shit together. You know what I mean? Like, we made this person, and we're going to do everything together that we can to, like, take care of this person. And you know how I am with the team, man. Like, she, me and her are a team. You know what I mean? It's fair. It's, a bit, like, it's an important team to be. Yeah, yeah. So, um, really related to them on that. Um, and, you know, speaking to, uh, uh, circling back to my favorite scenes, um, there's this really powerful shot that they have um, that really speaks to, like, what the two of them are going through. And she's sitting on one side of the wall like asking him these kind of like deep personal questions and it's in that moment where she's talking where he's taking about the cast like, off why do you say i love you yeah. if yeah and yeah he's taking his cast off and he cuts himself and he's just sitting over there like in pain bleeding into this bucket while she's on the other side like making jokes and stuff like that about kind of serious stuff but not trying to like be an asshole. Yeah, because I mean, she is a child. She's just being inquisitive, like a child should. Exactly. Be. She wants um, to learn about these. Things. Yeah, yeah. And he's doing his best to like answer it, but like you can tell he's trying to like keep it together while he is like sitting there bleeding into this fucking bucket, and oh, that shot where it's like the wall exactly split. the walls in the very yeah. middle. Yeah. Now, man, it's wonderful. It is. It's so good, and it really shows like. The contrast in what an adult goes through compared to a child, but how both of them have their shit that they're trying to figure out. And then the added layer of this being the perspective of an adult version of that child watching this, it's because we've talked about it. I forgot what we talked about it with before, but it's something I love to see where that there's this point in everyone's life where you no longer it's 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 like bittersweet where you realize your parents aren't superheroes. Mm-hmm. They're just other people that happen to have given birth to you. Except me. 
Okay. <laughs> I would have believed that until Schlitterbahn. Uh, <laughs> I got bad knees, man. Come on. Uh, you said your whole body was starting to get out of here. <laughs> it's more like a mental thing. You know? uh, man, did you feel any flashbacks to Schlitterbahn after this like this whole beach I just, I just almost had a heat stroke. Oh, right God, now. bro. Um, but like that realization of like maybe your parents aren't the way they – that they're not as strong as you thought they were. They are – more vulnerable than you realized and given where because it doesn't state what happens to callum but it is alluded to that there is a breaking off point for one reason or another where callum's no longer in her life right for in sophie's life um this movie does act as her coming to terms with what i believe is her last full memory of her father and like obviously it's a happy memory for the most part um, she she says specifically it's the best vacation she's ever had. Yeah, <laughs> best holiday. Sorry, I'm American, um, and it just adds so much there to just be like because you're literally watching, and this is done so perfectly because so the child Sophie is holding her own and giving such a good performance as this inquisitive child who's also just happens to be coming across like these older kids that aren't like too much older but like not old. They're not like obviously adults, but they're like young adults. And they're doing the things that she's that she's been wondering about. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, like kissing, drinking, and then stuff like this. Like we have Callum over here, and I love because it's the same thing. It's not talked about a lot, but it's the same thing. Um, early early pool scene where Callum's like, "Why don't you go introduce yourself to those kids?" And they're like younger kids. And she's yeah. like, no, they're like kid kids. I'm yeah. not going to do that. <laughs> and then she's like, why don't you go introduce yourself? And she points at their parents. And it's like. They're old. They're old, old. And <laughs> yeah. it's like people think, especially like I have like younger, younger siblings. I'm like, bro, 30's not that old, yeah, man. man. Yeah. <laughs> but like it is an in-between space that if you haven't figured some stuff out, it can be pretty heavy. And this is nothing against people who have children, but I'm fortunate enough to be going through this without children. <laughs> I got to figure my own shit out. Um, I do believe from what we've seen in this, maybe it wasn't Callum's, cho- like it wasn't part of Callum's plan to have the child so early. Yeah. Cause it is, it is brought up that they kind of look like siblings. Yes. And it's yes. like, and and it's not, there's no ill intent. Um, I honestly thought more stuff was going to come from those teenagers that was like negative, but they were honestly fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're big children. And yeah. Just like being inclusive. And stuff. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they yeah. Were awesome. <laughs> um, for sure, man. I'm, I'm glad nothing weird went with it. There's a moment where she went with them and I was like, why what's happening? And uh, maybe I'm just paranoid, but Hey man, <laughs> she's, a, she's an innocent child. It's an A24 film. <laughs> you still haven't seen eighth grade. Anyway. Um, but uh this there's just so many layers to this film and there's so many ways to go about it and i I love that and i think each story is told perfectly i love the conversation that they have um where he's saying like well she tells him like last night i kissed a boy or whatever and he takes it so well he does he he does such a he's like let me know talk to me about yeah and he's like i want to know about the boys you date. I want to know about the parties that you go to. I want to know about the drugs you take. And she's like, dad. And he's like, well, maybe not yet, but like, if you ever do like, tell me. And she's like, I don't want to do drugs. And he's like, that's cool too. I just want you to talk to me about it. And 
I feel like that's one of my main focuses when it comes to parenting is just mm-hmm. like, come talk to me about whatever, you know, and I will give you the best answer that I possibly can. Like, I promise you, I'm not going to do this like shielding shit. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to let you know about the world right now. So when you get out there, you're prepared for it because and if this is your style, fucking cool, man, because those people like end up fine sometimes as well. Like you can only send somebody in a direction, like whether yeah. or not they follow that path is up to them. They're not literal robots. They're, so, like, they're people. <laughs> who, there's no right way to do this shit. But like, you know, I know very sheltered people that have grown up to be productive members of society but shout out also, ashley <laughs> yeah there you go yeah no doubt no doubt but then you get um you know the people that were sheltered and then they're shell-shocked when they get out there um and like experience actual life and they don't know what to do with themselves and stuff like this see i see it all the time in the navy and shit right but fucking so there's no right way to do this but i love that approach of just mm-hmm. being like come talk to me let me know i'll let you know how to handle this shit or how i would at the very least start let you know the mistakes that i've had in the past so that you don't repeat them is uh, all those types of things are like huge to me and my parenting and there's things about like that that made me like really relate to his character but again just knowing that not everybody does it the same and seeing him go through that while he's like dealing with his own shit is just so because even like you said even if it's not a kid dealing with your own shit while you have stuff to take care of anything to take care of whether it be a kid a job a home whatever it is your friends like it can be so difficult to balance and seeing him battle through that and doing so good with it and having his weak moments like i've definitely had those times just sitting on the side of the bed just crying my eyes out just because everything just builds up to be so much like your body has to like flush that shit like the same way that it purges alcohol or like all like if you ate too much and you're on the toilet all day or whatever like your body has to like purge those feelings sometimes and i have had those moments on the side of the bed just boohoo motherfucker and man like but it's so needed and then, Absolutely. and then, like, I take a good nap, you get up, and I fucking hit it, baby, you know? But, like, man, I feel like that stuff is so important, and you don't always see it done in movies. You don't always get that side of things. And I love that this movie focuses on that. Absolutely. And I do think, because, again, it doesn't give any specifics, so... There's any number of things that could be going on with Callum. I think it's pretty alluded to and safe to say at the very least he he is suffering from depression. Depression. At the very least. At the very least. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I got strong senses of like they were trying to depict anxiety Mm -hmm. um, in a lot of these scenes, especially the one with the strobe light and stuff. Yeah. Which I thought was only focused on him for so long. And then at in the last shots that you get with the strobe light, like you see adult Sophie in there. I was going to say the very well. first shot in the rave is just adult Sophie. Man, I didn't even. It's hard to see. It's so no, quick. it absolutely <laughs> is. <laughs> so and like, because when it got to the end part of that, and this is no hate to it at all. Sometimes I just have issues visualizing things. Um, and obviously this is literally like a dark rave. Like it's a dark room. There's a strobe light just going on and off, on and off. Um, 
I was like, now what's happening? <laughs> and when we do get that scene at the end where they're dancing mm-hmm. to Under Pressure mm-hmm. and you start getting the strobe light mixed in with that, it the way I interpreted it was like that's like a headspace that she keeps him in. Mm-hmm. Like that moment, them dancing together. like, And it is just like flashes of it because it's so like dim and it's her adult self it's not her kid self in there mm-hmm. but like as she's i guess watching the video of like them dancing and stuff like she's having like more frequent flashes yeah and then it does take space. a turn because she does turn to child sophie in there yeah um and while she's trying to dance so she's she's trying to dance with him and a lot of the things i've looked up and like it makes sense that it's something it's showing like a distance between them because mm-hmm. she's trying to keep up. She's cause at the beginning, it's, a lot of the time I didn't know what I was looking at in the strobe light scenes, but she is the first person you see. Um, okay. and she's making her way through the rave. And then there's point, there's other times it'll go there and you'll just see him dancing, yeah. doing his thing. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's almost like she's looking for him. Yeah. No, yeah. there's almost parts where she's like looking for him. And then when she finds him, she's trying to dance with him and like, the closer she gets, the more like out of control his dancing gets. And then he ultimately pulls away. And then that camera sweeps to showing child Sophie, but it's like the camera's falling because there's that descent. Oh goodness. And it's, it's, and it's so much. And I'm like, I'm never going to hear this song the same way again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, My man. God, dude. Um, it's so powerful. And then the very, the very final shot, which is incredible, which just shows Callum finishing his recording with the famous camera from this film. And then you see him go out the doors and you see it's the rave back there. And oh, I didn't notice it was the rave. Back oh, it has there. the lights and stuff. Yeah. Goodness, man. Fuck. And just that I tripped out on just the hallway itself okay. and the way that it looked. It's so yeah, like yeah. symmetrical and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Because oh, he's so perfectly amazing. in the center. Yeah. And it's not like it doesn't cut right to it. You see like a pan him sweeping right there. Oh. And then he goes. Um and then before oh, yeah. that that That's sweet right. little goodbye of just like I don't need a babysitter and this all this stuff. Bye. And and it's the so and the stuff. home yeah. videos of this are so precious. Yeah. They're yeah. so sweet. Um and cuz you see that same video that he's shooting at the end at the beginning of it. That's yep. the very first thing that you see and like you get it with like no context behind it. Mm-hmm. And then you it see just it cuts ag- off when she asks, where did you see yourself this many years in the future? And then you see it again at the end, like that shot in the airport. And it's like, Oh man, like there's so much more behind that. This yeah. Time. yeah. Um, one last scene that I wanted to highlight, um, because my heart just like stopped, uh, is when he's like speed, speed walking towards the beach. Yep. And you're just getting those waves crashing, and that's all there is. And it lingers for, like, for a bit. It's it's like a minute. And it, this is on. right after the 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 daughter saying, "Don't stop offering to buy things when you don't have money." Right, right. And he just marches towards the ocean like at night, and the way those like I don't know if it's the same value volume throughout the whole thing, but those waves crashing seem to just get louder. Oh, dude, yeah. I felt I felt like it did too. Like, and if I. And I was wondering, like, if that's somehow a visual trick, because it's the only thing you see. Impressive. Yeah. I did note that the uh, horizon was at the bottom on that one. 
yeah. little Fableman there. <laughs> but I, so at first, when I first saw that scene, I was like, is this, oh my God, are we seeing this out of order? And then you see his naked ass on the bed. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, he's fine. Yeah, I was afraid that that was that was it gonna yeah. be it yeah because they and you know this was done on purpose because it's a minute because th- after that you just follow her going through the journey of getting back to the back to the room yeah and it takes it's not like a quick oh i'm back she gets lost um she has her first kiss and then she makes it back but then doesn't have a key <laughs> it's all in these the things. lobby <laughs> and then she gets in there and like she, she's such a good kid man she handled it really well um and then she makes her way in and you see him right there on the bed. And it's like, oh, you son of a bitch. She played and, me. And I think that's the thing about, like, she's at that age where a woman matures. Like, yeah. where a woman, yeah. like, starts becoming a There is a, a coming woman. of age story, right? Yeah. Here. Yeah, definitely. And, um, like, it's so hard for, you know, us to speak to it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I've only been around it, you know. But, um, but, man, I feel like she nails it, you know. Like, I mean... And again, because everybody's life is different, everybody goes through some different shit, but like, yeah, seeing her see, you know, older kids go, go through stuff, do stuff like we all went through that shit. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and oh, the way she handles herself is just so good too. Cause you could see her like excuse herself when she's like, okay, like this is my, yeah. my limit here. And then she goes and does some kid stuff. You yeah. Know? yeah. She, she, she's very much her own person and we don't get a lot. We almost get nothing of adults. Um, Sophie, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. we learned she's with a woman Yeah, and she has a child. Yeah. She's and married and she has it. a child and that's all we know it's about pretty her pretty much. much. It. Yeah. It's important to know she's alive. Yes. yes um, but well, I want to, because you you reminded me there. One of my favorite scenes, especially the second time I watched it, was when Sophie's with those kids, the older kids, and they push their friends in to the pool, and then they all jump in, and she jumps in with them, and they all go do like their coupley stuff. And then she's like, you know what, I'm good. But before she leaves, she's watching all of it. She stays underwater, and we get some really good shots of just what she's observing. Like the, the the two that were kissing go back to kissing <laughs> and like the, these other people are like playing chicken, stuff like that. And she's just watching it. So like fascinated, just like as an observer. And I, I thought that was just shot so well and not just there, any scene. And there is a lot, but I mean it. Any scene here with water was shot incredibly well. <laughs> and just their underwater work was beautiful. Amazing. Cause I've seen shitty underwater work or just like CG underwater work, mm-hmm. um, which, Hey, cool. If it fucking works, but, um, to have like an actual camera underwater and have your actors like do these things is just so, and so wonderfully done. Absolutely. Yeah. And like, because you're right, it's like sometimes obviously it's a big thing to talk about with the, like the MCU world we have now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sometimes CG can just be bad and yeah. like take you out of it. It speaks volumes to live in that type of world. And like here we have a movie that utilizes it's literally cheap homemade home video quality for a lot of these point, a lot of these um, scenes, and they're still done so artfully and beautifully. And it's so poignant to the story and like the like the emotions you're feeling executed greatly and not that i dislike the two things that i'm about to compare this to but um leave parent trap alone bro well it's fuck parent trap Uh, no but uh, (laughs) we so like you take like white lotus 
or Banshees. They're both shot in some of the most beautiful places like on earth, right? And but they're both pretty straightforward with the way that yeah. that they show mm. these scenes. Um but I love seeing something like this that not only has like the really beautiful scenery, but they still take the time to get that creative shot Absolutely. in there to show a reflection bouncing off of whatever mm. or, you know, to do an upside down shot or whatever the fuck yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get um, it. I completely understand what you Yeah, saying. yeah. To like go that extra mile to give you like something thoughtful mm-hmm. instead of just here. It gives you something scene. to think about. Yeah. And like in a lot of movies, like you're only going to be thinking about the story and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But when you have an added layer of just like, I, I don't know if meta-ness is the way to approach it, but like the camera itself is a huge point part of telling the story and just the specific shots and the way they're seen, the, the way they're being filmed, it's giving you context on the character. It, and it, it's, ins- it's insane. It can add so much to um because what we had talked about i had talked about white lotus and i said it's not going to give you like the cinematography of um euphoria Mm -hmm. and then you responded by saying um well euphoria isn't in a very nice place to be very true um this takes the best of both worlds absolutely yeah and that's a good way to put it i love it for it yeah Fuck you for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This could be like these characters could exist. But it's just like in a suburb. No, absolutely. You know? like, and yeah. Then, and then you get like this place and it's not only a beautiful location, but also shot so thoughtfully. And then they end up in not a great hotel. Right. Yeah. Which they, he did to, his best. He did. He did his best. <laughs> and he handled the, the booking situation very well. Um, but with that, I think we can go ahead and get in our final thoughts. Yeah, man. Take it away, Ernie. So I definitely paused this movie in the middle of it and just texted my son that I loved him. It's precious. Like I, I had to. Um, there's, I, I feel like there's so much to take from this as a parent because um, there's so much that I agree with. There's so much that I don't agree with. And even though I was just trying to like enjoy the movie as it was, I couldn't help but be like, I would have done it this way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I feel like in a parent, this is probably supposed to invoke some of that. Um, I still don't get the whole self-defense thing, but I guess there's a lot of this that I feel because you're left to interpret a lot. And there's a lot of scenes that feel almost out of context. But if you look at it as a whole, like you kind of get it. And you talked about some of those things, like the books, for instance, stuff mm-hmm. like that. But there's that scene where, um, he's like break my grip like you got to turn your wrists and stuff like this so that you can defend yourself like it feels like he's setting her up for when he's not there anymore Mm. right and there's a lot that plays towards you know they have a conversation about suicide and cleopatra and stuff like this like you're left to interpret a lot of this It's a very open-ended uh ending to this so uh, man, it's it's such a thinker. Like you say, you use the word interesting like 70 times at the beginning of this and not for a bad reason. Yeah. Like this shit is so interesting and so like there's so much to pick apart here mm-hmm. if you want it to be. But if you can just if if you like that slow burn, if you like those character driven stories the way that we do, then this is fucking great. Um, I feel like it would be very interesting to watch this with like with my son when he's like 
14, 15, something like that. Like, or, or around the same age as her. Give him like two, two three yeah, years, yeah. something like this. Um, just to see if he had like questions after, you know? Like, do you wonder about any of this shit? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was 11, I thought I was going to be an astronaut right now. So uh, I'm still going to be an astronaut, motherfuckers. But he has a rocket in the back of the er, er, the er, the mansion. I thought you were gonna say Ernussi. I was trying. I was trying. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Yeah, it, it gives. It's a thinker for sure. This is a and a feeler. It's like a mind piece for sure. Um, so if you're looking to pick something apart, try this shit out, man. Because I highly recommend. Highly recommend to anybody that's into these sorts of things. Yeah. If you need action and shit like that, it's not going to be for you. If you need action, you probably don't even watch A24. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Just putting that out there. I can't. I'm sure they have some, but. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Sure. They do. No, they do. It's just just like that. That's not what we're there for. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I echo a lot of what you just said. Um, This movie's great. It made me think about a lot. It's been a long time since I've watched a movie and then just been like, I'm going to go back Mm. literally the next day. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see, I want to see what's going on. Um, The context of adult Sophie, I just think is so fascinating because literally, and it goes into what you were just saying because you felt like some scenes were out of context. It even says in the description, some of these things, memory is the most unreliable um, narrator. Right. You remember something as a child and it may be the fondest thing ever in your mind, but it can be completely different when you're an adult. It's just, you remember it a certain way because you're looking at things in a certain perspective. Um, and like everything we're seeing, and this speaks volumes to like the whole adult Sophie um, view. Cause especially the first time I watched it, there's a lot of things I didn't pick up on, mm-hmm. um, which you can think of that as when she was a child, there's a lot of things she didn't notice about her dad. And then you watch it the second time, just like how she's watching this videotape and like she lived it. She was there, but now here she is like late twenties, early thirties, um, watching it. And there's a lot to pick up on and like, oh my God. And there are some certain scenes we do see a cutaway. And this was where I was just like, oh man, where you see Callum just crying and you see his he writes he wrote a little note for a postcard to send to send to Sophie saying no matter what I just know I love you and like him standing on the balcony on the balcony railing and stuff and yeah like quick feel, shots of it yeah stuff yeah, like yeah that. doing his like, tai chi and shit oh man it's it's wild but yeah it's it's there's there's just so much heavy heavy, heavy connotation here mm. um but I love any type of just depth of character that you can just look into. And like, it's like you're digging into like a bag of toys. You don't know what you're going to pick out. Oh, uh, you know what would have been the easiest thing to say there? It's like a box of chocolates. Oh goodness! <laughs> Fuck you, Forrest Gump. Uh, <laughs> That's a great movie. It is a great movie. <laughs> no hate. But I was just like, why didn't I think of that first? Um, I guess I'm just too used to seeing actual cinema. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> wow. But wow. no, I have no hate for Forrest Gump. Mobile I love it. Bill Alabama. <laughs> He ain't got no legs, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> okay, we'll stop. <laughs> um, but I, I completely bought into Sophie and Callum's relationship as father and daughter. At, there are times, and I think it speaks to like where he is as a human, as an adult, where he does almost seem like an older brother to her. Mm-hmm. And I, 
I would believe that's also just intentional. Um, cause I have to assume as somebody who's around my age bracket, <laughs> there's going to be some things you're just not ready for, right. but you try your best and that's the best anyone can do. Um, but with that, we'll go ahead and take a quick break and come back with what we've been watching. All right, and we are back with what going to be going over what we've been watching. Ernest, I know you got some thoughts and feelings. What have you been watching? The most thoughts and feelings probably go towards Ted Lasso. Motherfucker, I finished that shit. Goodness. Man, that took me places I was not expecting to go. But it also took me where I was expecting to go in just like a place of pure joy. It it is you had me on the edge of my seat. It is such a ray of sunshine that show, and oh man, just super lovable characters. Like I love them all so much. Even like the quote unquote like big bad, who I would consider who's the big bad, is like great at it, <laughs> and it like makes me happy when he's trumped. You know, like um, for sure. Yeah, fuck Nate. Um, I also watched Vengeance. Uh, which is BJ Novak's uh, premiere writing, directing debut, and another great debut movie. Nah, man. Um, man, it's so fucking good. I enjoyed it so much, especially being from Texas. And I, I, just, it's like it's it's our movie, and man. just being like, "Yep, oh man, I love what a burger because it's, know, dude. because it's right there." Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like, oh man, it's the best. Yeah. What a burger is the best. Fuck everybody that says anything else. I don't care. Stop listening to us. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, please stay. Um, also saw uh, Avatar. Before you go into that, can I ask you a question about um, Vengeance? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher is so fucking good That's in all that needed. movie. Um, seeing him just pop out of nowhere and playing that character too. He's a scene stealer. Like man. he sure. wears that scarf so well. He does. Like <laughs> he so loose and so well. Like why even have clothes on <laughs> at that point, Ashton? Hmm? Think he, about he that. Does. And because I had said it before, um, like I feel like it's been a minute since we've seen him on the big screen. Mm-hmm, yeah. And like what a return. Yeah, because it was it was fantastic, it and was. the way it all turned out, the twists and turns of that movie are awesome. Um, I didn't see any of it coming, even like. When I would see things that happened in the trailer, I was like, oh, shit, it's right there. Like, oh, man, it was such a good experience. Even if you're not from Texas, I think you will very much enjoy this. And then come visit us and maybe we'll get you on the show. Yeah, we'll go. (laughs) Go to Whataburger. We'll go record in a Whataburger. I don't know about that. (laughs) All right, but go on with your thoughts. (laughs) I just wanted to make sure. We do what we want. Now, um, Avatar, we saw in theaters. And... It is a technical masterpiece. This shit is beautiful. Like, if AI art made a movie, it would be this. Sorry. I had to do it to you. <laughs> I'm sorry. You should have like, seen, seen the look on his face, man. Oh, man. No. James Cameron put together a beautiful movie on this. Um, now, that's visually. I feel like the story is lacking quite a bit. Um, The ways that I've explained this before, um, I feel like I didn't play a game. I just watched the cutscenes of a game. Like, and that's it. And we got none of that, like, 
the chunky bits in between like it was just jumping from scenario to scenario and um that kind of messed it up for me some of the characters and some of the performances are kind of bland in this um i feel like the whale could have done better i'm just kidding <laughs> he's but, endangered you motherfucker <laughs> but um shout out to fucking zoe saldana who's the best part of that fucking movie i love her and her action scenes and her hisses um chainsaw man baby we got our season finale and it was fantastic it it is so good uh if you like shonen and are looking for something nice and fresh like do this shit um it's funny it's emotional it is everything that you want in a shonen all while being probably the most beautiful anime i've ever seen probably um, those backgrounds are just fucking amazing. They're gorgeous. Bro. Like they are breathtaking. Like if AI made an anime. You're breathtaking. How dare you? <laughs> That's like the biggest diss that you can give somebody. Also, quick shout out to Will White. Um, I finished oh. your first book, sir. Um, of Sea and Shadow, which is one side of a um so there's it's a trilogy where one book uh, shows one perspective of the story and another book shows the other side of the story. And there's six books all together. So it's like a trilogy with companion books coming out, mm -hmm. like book one, book one, book two, book two. And um, I finished the first side of it, started on the second side of Shadow and Sea. And it he's so fucking good at this shit. He is such an amazing author. I can't wait to see where all of this goes. I'm so excited for it. That's awesome, man. Yeah, enjoying some. I just, I, I love that you left it for last because it's like, what? What the fuck? Who the fuck is that? I know. I didn't <laughs> give him the heads up on that. <laughs> um. So as for what I've been watching, Chainsaw Man did end this year. Uh, the, well, it is this year, but uh, this week is what I mean. Um, if you haven't watched it yet, there is after credit. There is an after credit scene. It's actually quite a few scenes. They kind of put the 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 ending credits OST almost in the middle, <clears throat> but. Do not get off of your episode until like it's fully finished, like you're fully finished watching. It. Until it's about to show you my hero. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you were watching it on Hulu. Yeah, I was watching. It I on just Hulu. now realized that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but Chainsaw Man is great. I've read it all the way through. It it is ongoing. After today's episode wrapped, I just picked up the manga again. Um, there is no confirmation of season two. They're insane if they don't get one, and if we do get one, it's probably not going to be till 2024. Um. But it is very good, and I'm so glad more people have been introduced to the story, and I have somebody to just I have people that can just share in the love for the series. Bleach wrapped. Um, it's season one. It's getting part two uh, here in July. Um, very good show. Very good series. It's been animated really well. Looking forward to it continuing forward. Um, I know MAPPA is like the dominating force for animation right now. They got Vinland Saga coming out next Ooh. month. Um, we just finished Chainsaw Man. Attack on Titan supposed to be finishing next year as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm talking about the studio sorry, right now, not sorry, the specific sorry. material. Right now. So let's love MAPPA for a minute. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but with Bleach, well, there's still a lot to look forward to. So it's, it's cool that we're getting that later on next year. So from some other series that I've actually not only started but finished, I started Andor and finished Andor. Mm -hmm. 
And oh my God, did it shake up my ranking of my favorite shows this year. I've started about it. It's, I've started it. I started about it too. It starts good. And, uh, dude, I love the beginning show. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rainy, just like features to Cyberpunk is my thing. Oh yeah. man. But anyway, um, Andor is really good as I'm sure you've heard from everyone because I did not watch it when it first came out. I didn't watch it week to week. Um, watch it. I'm not a huge Star Wars guy. You'll kind of forget this is a Star Wars show. Watch it. Stellan Skarsgård. Watch it. <laughs> now, for like one of the best things I've ever... like, This, is, this show caught me by such surprise. I watched it within 24 hours. And that is The Bear. Yeah. I kind of look at Hulu Originals not as a joke. That's a little excessive. But like, I've never been like, oh, I need to see this one. Um, and I didn't necessarily feel that way about this one. I just looked at its page and I saw it's only eight episodes, 30 minute episodes. And Ernest has brought it up. I love my short and sweets. Yeah. And I was like, this has been talked about a lot from other like outlets and whatnot. Let's give it a shot. First episode. I was like, Oh, this is pretty funny. Oh, there's a little more, a little bit more to it than I expected. And then as you just go from there, bro, it's a ride. It's a ride. And I cried. (laughs) I cried. I felt warmth. I felt anxiety. Like this show is really good, and I'm I, so glad I don't cook. I I can't uh, remember his name. I think his name is Philip something. No, that is his name in the fucking show. God damn it! I'm so sorry. Um, I don't know where you're even going. But the main actor, Jeremy. Oh, it is Jeremy something. I don't know. Yeah, his name. yeah, Jeremy. Um, he is so fucking good. Mm-hmm. I, I can only imagine he killed it in that show. And I've heard yeah. that he killed it in that show. He does very good. I think he's up for some awards. I believe so. Because yeah. um, we, we do have the Golden Globes coming up. Um, the Bear is definitely in the conversation for this one of the best shows of the year. Um, but I just had to bring it up because, oh my God, I almost slept on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I watched a movie that I recommend everyone go watch because I'm not going to talk much about it. Go on HBO Max and go watch the Adult Swim Yule Log. It's an hour and a half. Thank me later. That's it. <laughs> the less you know, the fucking better. Um, I have a few rewatches. I'm only going to bring up. So I got my mom to watch Pinocchio. Animation wins again. <laughs> Don't sleep on animation. It's phenomenal. And Glass Onion does it's even better second time it is it is it is phenomenal it is so good the second time now little movie i saw last week was avatar 2 the way of water so i came out of this and i don't know why i don't know why and i still don't know why i just wanted to defend it against you so badly yeah you did and you did defend it i did no i did <laughs> but like i wanted to i'm like no stop it get out of here. and i didn't say no stop but like i just was like no this 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 this, this was on this, the verge yeah. absolutely um but like i had said i think the last movie i had reacted to this with was because i think i was really upset with like ash talking about um we thousand years of longing and then i came back at it after a few days because i was yeah. like mad but i was mad at the movie with that one um <laughs> not, not mad at ash but so i've calmed down i've relaxed a bit on this um but i do still feel quite differently about avatar to the, the way of water i it is nowhere near one of the best films of the year it is as you said a technical masterpiece um, but after thinking about it for a bit, I think a lot of my favorite things 
we're the family. I love Sam Worthington's performance. I thought he was really good as Jake. Does he make good decisions? No. But again, that's narrative. <laughs> um, I love him and Zoe Zaldana, as well as the kids. There's only one kid. I Oh, okay. No. My two biggest issues are actually kids. There's a character named Spider. If you've ever seen any article about James Cameron, James Cameron whitewashing anything in this, this that's usually the thumbnail, is Spider. No hate to that actual actor, and no one should give him hate. Spider, bro. Yeah, it's, it's, it's something. Um, and then, and this is no hate to her as well, Sigourney Weaver. She was asked to voice a child. And Sigourney Weaver is great. Yeah. She's a wonderful actress. That was a terrible fucking decision. That was a horrible decision. Because <laughs> dear God, does it sound like an old lady. <laughs> it sounds like a 70-year-old woman. Yeah. Yes. like And it you see her play her original character for like just a brief moment, like a dream kind of sequence. And you can, it's almost like a disservice to playing the new character. Cause you see how it matches up with the adult talking to her as a child. And it's like, Oh man, no. Yeah. She could have done the mocap. Yeah. Like- cause again, visually, like I think every character, cause, and I, I was watching, cause a lot of you watch this for the, what you're seeing, the visuals, like none of the kids look the same. There's like detail in every character design. Mm-hmm. Like so one of their ears might be a little bent. They the might difference have different between markings. the races and stuff. Yeah. yeah, and like that's that stuff is great. Um, but like as I will echo the narr- the narrative. I do I do think there's some good ideas there. It's just shoved together in a way that didn't end up ended up giving us like a clunky story the way that I had said it before was that it feels like they took 15 years to make it because they kept coming up with new ideas and trying to fit it in. Yeah. And that might be it. Yeah. Um, I will say, cause I learned this, this last weekend, um, the script for the first avatar he wrote and finished in 1995. Mm, wow. So I have no idea because from my understanding, it's been a continuous work. Mm. So he might've just, and obviously COVID interrupted things and he had to change some stuff. I don't know. Um, but narrative did not flow as effortlessly, effortlessly as it could have. I did overall have a really good time with the movie. I didn't, other than the two I pointed out, I don't think there were too many lacking performances. Um, Sam Worthington as Jake, I do think is actually really good here. And his, some of my favorite scenes are him without giving spoilers away, having to be emotional. I'll just, put that there um zoe saldana of course is great um she's given a really good action sequence <laughs> that like gives you goosebumps it's like, like a few in. of them yeah. yeah yeah but like the those are my favorite parts involving some loss mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which she's just a raging beast it's wonderful Fuck it's yeah. wonderful um but overall i do think the family dynamic was my favorite part um and to the people complaining about too much of the whale i love whales so whatever <laughs> And respect to James Cameron for literally saying, well, I wanted to see it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but overall, like, and if you've, if you've seen, because I shared my Letterboxd story, I gave it a three out of five stars. I do think overall, there's things I love about the movie. There's things I hate about the movie. I think it equals out to just fine. I don't, I don't have much else to say about it on that. I'm looking forward to where we go from here, because I do think Sigourney Weaver's character is interesting. But we'll see. We'll we'll see what happens there. I don't I don't know. <laughs> um, but go watch the fucking bear. It's a really good fucking show. <laughs> but with that, we're gonna take a quick break and then come back with 
What's that fucking movie? The Banshees the of Banshees Inishirin. The Banshees of Inishirin. Hello, and we are back. Going to be going over the Banshees of Inishirin. It's kind of hard to say. It is. <laughs> but I like, double, the, I like the double S-H. It's a double S-H. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if you do not know what the Banshees of Inishirin is about, it is about two lifelong friends who find themselves at an impasse when one abruptly ends their relationship with an alarming consequence for both of them. I've seen this twice now. I saw it in theaters, and then it came to HBO Max, and I'm like, oh, man, Ernest, you need to see it. And what better way to make sure it gets done than to put it on our show? Ernest, what did you think of Banshees of Inishirin? Uh The song or the movie? Give us both. I, I love the music in this, first of all. <laughs> but the movie as a whole, very good, man. It's very good. And... Uh, probably similar to the last movie in that if you're not good with that character driven shit like it's probably not going to be for you but if I'll you say are, this one's funny <laughs> boy yeah man and um that's why because i watched them both last night and i definitely chose to watch after sun first because i was pretty sure that's like call that was going to be the more emotional one and i knew this one was more comedy based than anything else so i i saved it for this that is that is the way to do it um but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I really enjoyed myself throughout this one. And um, even in the, <laughs> it, it makes you feel what you're supposed to feel. Let's say that because um, there are parts where it slows down that comedy just a bit. And it's just, and like, even then it's pretty ridiculous. But um, yeah, they do cover some serious things in a very real situation as well. Like, especially being in the Navy and living on an island, right? Like, living in Okinawa um, and living in the barracks. Like, I knew people that were, like, attached at the hip. And they do everything together. You know, if you go somewhere after work, like, and you see one of them, like, the other one's around the corner. So, um, and then seeing them, like, break up you know like not be best friends anymore and like the aftermath that follows like it's always a thing is friendship is not a relationship to be slept on like it's like it's nothing you know um people we always talk about like uh for a lot of people like family is the deepest relation type of relationship that you can have like your wife or your mom or your dad or your kids or your siblings whatever right that's what family is in case you were wondering but (laughs) fucking like the people that you those are people that you're born into pretty much um the people that you choose are such a huge part of your life and um when you like you know quote unquote break up with somebody like that that you have held dear for so long or if you're the one being left especially it can be so difficult to understand. Um, like we chose each other. Why are we not choosing each other now? You know? Um, and especially when you didn't do nothing wrong. So yeah. Yeah. Where that story goes and the fucking heights that it reaches. Cause I mean, at no point is there going to be like motherfuckers, like a shootout on an airplane or anything in this movie. But man, it, it gets pretty drastic out here for sure so i enjoyed the ride i enjoyed the message and the relatability to it all um 
I was reminded so much of living on an island. Like everybody knows everybody's gossip. Mm -hmm. Like everybody's in your fucking business because you don't got shit to do. And especially back then, like you see, you see scenes where he's sitting there just thinking about life, staring into the fireplace. Um, You know, if that was nowadays, you would have gone home and at least like try to watch TV or something. But this is like, old school fucking Ireland which by the way is some of the most beautiful scenery I've ever seen captured on film um so yeah o- overall it's it, it was a great experience nice I'm glad you enjoyed it man um like I said this is my second time watching it I love it even more um this is if you watch anything awards watch at all um this is dominating in so many categories colin farrell is getting a lot of recognition for his performance here um his faces man oh dude i know i <laughs> like it's it's not enough that he has those most like profound eyebrows he can move them yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's there's scenes moment. where he's just conveying like he's confused or really sad or put out and like dude he just works those like he's an airbender like he just, <laughs> <laughs> um but Obviously, there's a good bit of comedy here. Um, everything you said absolutely is there for the film. But there is, I do believe, um, a, lo- a good bit more to the story. Because I do think at the very core of this ridiculous absurdity, um, there is two men just trying to live lives their own way and trying to decide. Well, not actually trying to decide, just wanting to live it their way. One of them is, and it's it's hard to actually disagree with either. Obviously, call them is the more abrasive the ruder one right um but there's nothing wrong with just wanting to leave something behind mm-hmm. when you're gone and he and as he brings up uh he and i love the, oh, i love the reaction to it because he's like my my days are numbered i i don't want to waste what time i have left and um Borig, uh, responds immediately with Oh my God, Colin, have you been told you're going to die? Because <laughs> like, <laughs> he's a sweet guy, um, which is one of the things that's never called in the question. Of course, he cares about Colin. Um, but he wants to leave a piece of music, a piece of art behind. He wants to create his song, which does end up getting called, oh, as the movie would, as the movie is titled, The Banshees of Inishirin. Mm-hmm. Um, But there are no banshees. I love every interaction in this fucking movie. It's so good. Um... If you've if you've seen in Bruges, same director, same two lead actors, there is just a wonderful, just chemistry that is there. Um, and but I want to point out and give a shout out to my favorite character, which is actually neither of them. I love Siobhan. I love Siobhan. She, I feel she's my favorite too. Actually. She's beautiful. She's yeah. great. She is the only one like making sense. <laughs> Um, cause we have our two men dealing with understandably something that is very serious to them, but like it, it's not like, it's not impacting the world. Um, but then Siobhan, who's just, she lives here with her brother. They, they're very close and whatnot. Um, but she, there is a point where she gets a job offer and she just is she's reluctant reluctant at first but then it's like girl go do your thing and it's so good it's so great but my second time viewing this i noticed and maybe now i'm going to i'm going to say this is what i took away from it so porig is the only person in this movie who is content living his life the way it was 
because he's the only one who doesn't change anything. Um, Colm obviously is the one who does the most drastic changing. Yeah, he fucking does. <laughs> but then upon learning about this situation, and it's not immediate, um, Siobhan does end up making the same decision. Not the same, not the same, same decision, but like, what do you want to do with the rest of your life? What do you want to do with your days? What do you want to fill your time with? And she's the one who makes the best choice for the best reasons. And she does try to take Porg with her. <laughs> yeah. She writes uh, him after. Yeah. 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 Uh, even before that, she goes to ask like, will you come? There's nothing keeping you here. Like, and he, we'll get in, we'll get into his donkey in a minute. Um, <laughs> um, but I just love her character and she like their, her character arc she loves her brother. Like that, you, that's at the forefront. You can tell that like she's stuck around for him for so long. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it does give you a little bit of light. It's kind of like the, probably the closest you'll get to like his nasty side. Um, other than obviously the very end. <laughs> but uh, when she announces that she's going to leave, um, Porig's first response is a pretty much just a series of questions about what about me? Yeah. And it's like, bro. And doesn't have a second thought about it. No, like not at all. Who's going to do the too? cooking? It's like, bro, what do you mean, man? Um, but though I did point out Siobhan is my favorite, I am not taking anything away from Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell. They are phenomenal. They are, I bought that they're like an old married couple. Like, <laughs> and I think that's what they're going for here. And the fact that they're doing, like this is being delivered in such an absurd way. It would be really easy to lose yourself, like the, for the narrative to lose itself in, in the absurdity. But it itself, it finds a way to ground itself in it, that ends up de- delivering a very, I believe, poignant story about like friendship, about life, and with a good bit of chuckles along the way. With just the most stubborn motherfuckers of all Absolutely. time, like because both of them are just so yeah. He would not stop talking. Hard, to him. <laughs> like he would not stop talking to him, and then. Just like Colm is the biggest drama queen of all time. And like, goodness, sir, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like there, I think there definitely may have been like a bit of depression in there, the way that they were talking about stuff like that. Like the man is going through some shit and like, he's an honestly, older, he's the older one. So and yeah. even though it's like beautiful there. Like, I'm sure everybody in that situation is dealing with some sort of blues. You know what I mean? Like They have war happening right across the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. I love their indifference to the war throughout the movie as well. Like, why are they fighting again? Uh, I don't know. Like, everybody is just like, yeah, whatever the fuck they're doing. And that is so, because, like, it's Colin Farrell's, Porig brings up, he's like, good luck to you, whatever whatever it is you're actually fighting about. Yeah. And that speaks, that that perfectly, like, mirrors what's going on on the island with him and his friend yeah oh wow i didn't see that one that's nice i didn't think about it till second time good job (laughs) good job um good luck with whatever you're fighting yeah man and to see all the bystanders see this situation and just be to both of them like what the fuck bro (laughs) you know what i mean and i've seen like friends at each other's throats like that like why are y'all doing this again man and Man, it's it's tough to be a bystander in that situation for sure. Mm-hmm. Toxicity is so contagious, you know. And maybe it is extra contagious since it made after he after. Um, I don't want to say Brandon Gleason. <laughs> uh, after Colum did all of this, it does end up leading to um, uh, 
what did I say her name was? Siobhan. Siobhan. Oh, my God. Because I'm looking at the spelling. God damn it, Chris. You should have just put how you're going to pronounce it. Um, but it does lead to Siobhan also deciding to leave, which I also would leave if somebody was throwing fingers at my door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably get out of there. For Especially sure. if, like, she was offered a job. It wasn't just running away. She was offered to do... Because she, she loves books. I think yeah. she got a job at a library or something like that. I love that about her. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Um, and she couldn't fit them. I felt so bad for yeah, her. Yeah, and she's <laughs> like, if maybe... She never says, like, she'll come back for them, I don't think. But she's like, if she'll take care of these. And because literally... And it's so sad. Because um, Porig does repeatedly say, maybe you'll come back and visit. And she never yeah. she never yeah. says no, but she never... It's a very important to point out she never says yes. Oh my God. I do wish her the best. Um, but oh my goodness, man. Cause like, th- this is a silly, it's a silly, super silly scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is what happens when you give it to like really good performers and like they just, you just let them do their thing and do it their way. And like, there were parts of this, I was like laughing my ass off. There is a specific scene with Colum and the priest. Oh man, it's great. <laughs> that just fucking killed me, yeah. dude. Yes, oh, you will be pure fucked. <laughs> that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Because yes. literally the priest, so the priest first asked about like, is Colum the one you're having, a man you're having indecent thoughts about? Oh yeah. And then he's like, no, are you? That's not something you should ask a ask the ask, ask a priest, and it's just a back and forth. He's like, "You will not be forgiven until the next time I see you." <laughs> it's so good. It's so funny. Well, I guess I'll just be pure fuck then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess you will. will. <laughs> it's so good. Oh my god. Um, but we can't. So these are the bigger roles. Uh, but there is a pretty big actor who's given a smaller role with Barry Cogan. Yeah, man. Who has had a pretty big year. Oh mm-hmm. wow, we have the Joker and Penguin. From oh. this year's Batman, true in the Banshees of Inisherin. Yeah, we do. Interesting. And in Eternal, Colin Farrell's not in that movie. There he is. Okay, he is in that. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, He's great though. No, he absolutely is. He's kind of given like the village idiot kind of. Yeah. Role. Yeah. And he does. At first, he's a little off-putting, which I think he's supposed to be. But he's just goofy, and it's great. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have a bad heart. I felt for him so much when he went up to Shabon. Mm. Um, but the way she handled that too, oh, she did great, and she it, did with a smile on her it face. It just made me like her even more. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And like but, it's not when I say a smile on her face because it's a rejection. Um, she it's like a warm look. You couldn't tell. We're going into spoilers here because I'm oh. about to say some shit. No, yeah, but okay. I so yes, spoilers. When he got turned down, did he go throw himself in the river? I don't know. Or was there time in between that? You see him again. You do. You do. Oh, okay. You see him with Colin Farrell's character, um, but it's very possible because that's something you don't know. Because even if you do see him again, up. it's not like you're seeing anything that's going to prove that he didn't do that. Yeah, it's just so wild because they like plants it in your head. The the old lady, um, she mentions the two deaths. Yeah, Sheila Filton. Thank you. You are an angel for taking that role and just like angel own, of death and owning that shit. Yeah, she's because, great. No, she's great. Like she is. She's standing there knowing that she looks fucking creepy. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like. Just that wave across the fucking that river. actress herself knows like the the role that she's playing and she's playing it so fucking well. Yeah, she does really it's, good. It's like yeah, it's like Lady Death the entire <laughs> time. Um, but 
the characters, even the ones that you do get so briefly, are like so defined. Um, and even though we do get Barry for just a little bit like that, um, he paints such a pic such a picture. He does. And you get so much like backstory on it, like he's obviously like that because of the way his dad um That's awful. Treats him and stuff. Yeah, fuck that guy. I love that he gets punched out though. Um but uh, that being said, I feel like Colm should have just like fought him one good time before he resorted to the whole finger thing, man. So if you look at that, because I, I, I ultimately was like, if this is something you wanted to do and you know this person, because you assume they know each other very well. Yes. Yeah. Like at least give him a heads up. They have like a daily route. Yeah. They literally go to the pub at two o'clock every day. Yeah. When the bell dings. Um, but literally, like, give him a heads up instead of just the cold shoulder immediately. Or, like, we got to stop seeing each other every day the way that we do. That would have been the most rational. Stuff like, like I need a little like, bit of a break. Yeah. Um, but I would have made for a good movie. I would have been broken, bro. Um, and just remind me, I need to talk to you about something after we're done recording. <laughs> Fucking... I, like, that would have fucked me up. Yeah. The day that we break up, I... Oh, my goodness. When you leave me for the big time. Oh, stop it. <laughs> um, but but yeah. I I have been in, you know, situations like that, like after a breakup or something like this, where I just need any company that I can get, mm-hmm. you know? And so I definitely see myself like, fuck it, I'll drink with Dominic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, because I, mean? yeah, I, I didn't even think about that. They do end up hanging out a good bit after. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like his fallback. But Dominic, like, embraces it yeah and luckily it happens around the time where he's allowed in the bar again yeah yeah right there right there (laughs) um but as you were saying about the music i i love the fiddle like dude dear god (laughs) and and because there is a score here that um you know while scenery is going and stuff like that but i feel like the majority of the music in this movie is like played by actual characters yeah i'll say so too and it's so well done it's so good it's so irish it's great (laughs) <laughs> so and I this is the first thing I said about it when I gave my brief thoughts way back when when I first saw it is this movie's aggressively Irish it, aggress- and it does not care if you it's don't care if you're not down for it. Irish. It's Irish. Feckin', feckin Irish. It's so good. Um, but I do love because obviously um, Colm is the one that's like you first look at like you're absurd, you're ridiculous. Why are you doing it this way? Yada yada yada. Then you get to then you get to know Pori. And like the whole, he's dull, <laughs> becomes really apparent. And not to just, there's no justification for going as far as Colm does, but there is a justification for what he's wanting to do with his life. Yeah. Because I think we all have those people that's like, the way I put it best in my nicest way is I, I have people that I do talk to regularly, but I don't hang out with a lot. And I'm like, I can only take, take like amounts I because uh, they drain me. I call them wasabi people. Okay, like too much is just well, all bad. That's fair, but like a small amount in small doses. It's just providing the right amount of spice. Yeah, man. Okay, I dig it. I dig it. So I have some wasabi. Well, I think we all do. I imagine. Yeah, wasabi people. Absolutely. And we don't wish them any harm. We just nah. want them to like not be around us all the time. Bro, there's motherfuckers that I miss so much, but I know within 10 minutes of seeing them, I'm going to be like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Even me. Yeah. Even me. Another shout out to Ashley. Um, <laughs> they want to act a gilly ghoulie, you know? 
What? Gilly Gooly? It's one of the things they say in the movie. Is it? Yeah. I believe it. It's like a silly goose, you know? Silly goose. Yeah. I hate you. I hate you so much. So anyway, now this review is ruined. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you, but you said Siobhan was your favorite as well. She is. She is. I, I mean, like, she is my... Uh, not saying her performance isn't as good as these other folks. I can't pick. A, yeah. I can't pick a favorite performance in here because I feel everybody fucking. Nailed yeah. It. No, they're all doing it. They're all doing um, their own. But like my favorite character. Exactly. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 She's just so. Again, uh, she handles with such grace mm-hmm. when um, Dominic comes up and like asks, like, "Do you think you could ever be loving a guy like me?" You know. And the way she handles that was I don't just think like, I could oh, love. I love yeah, you so dude, much. Yeah, she does yeah. really good. Um, and she doesn't run away. She doesn't give any dirty looks. And she makes... And it, it, this sounds small, but it's so important. She does not break eye contact. A bookworm to me as well is just very attractive. That's fair. Um, and it, just so much about her, the way that she does care and that she did stick around for so long with him. Because the same way that you get the feeling that Colm has a like a usual routine and he's very content with uh, with um oh shit how do you say his Colin? name Padre Padre Oh that's right Padre They say it so many different ways in this fucking movie but um the same way you get that they have a routine like he has that routine with his sister as well like mm-hmm. all of this stuff has been going on and just the way that it is mm-hmm. forever apparently Yeah um so for her to stick around for that long, but then decide to do the right thing for herself, like that shit takes heart, bro. It and does. it's hard to do. And early, like somewhat earlier in the movie, when you first start getting the issues between Porig and Colum, um, she, Siobhan asks a very deep, important question to her brother. Do you ever feel lonely? Mm-hmm. And, his answer is kind of funny, but when you actually think about it from her perspective, it's like, God, what a shitty brother, man. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> he's like, yeah. what is wrong with people? Because he's dealing with column shit, um, which you totally get. But then it's like, he's that's the moment where it's happening around him. Everyone's starting to change. Things are happening. Not everyone was a con- as content with their lives as you thought they were. But you know who was content? With Porig's life, who was right there living that same life with them. That is Jenny the fucking donkey. And that is when I was like, you know what? I don't care that this movie's balanced. I'm taking a side right now. <laughs> God damn it, dude. So my moment of weakness. So here's another spoiler. By cutting off his fingers and just throwing them at the door, Jenny the donkey ch- ate some of those fingers and choked. Yeah. To death. And I need you to understand, this is a miniature donkey. Mm-hmm. She's barely bigger than the other the dog you see prominently in this film. It's like little Sebastian. Exactly. Right. <laughs> bye, 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 little Sebastian. Sebastian. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> um, Why do they even always have the to pub? die? I know, dude. <laughs> Why do they always have to kill the And he took her to donkey. the pub and tied her up there uh, and, like, the dog and the... the oh, my God. Oh, man. The but I was trot. so mad. That and I honestly trot. was, like, right there with pouring i was like go get that fucker and i have so much respect he gets to the house he sees the dog and it's alluded to like you know it's filmed in a way to make you think what's he gonna do because the shears are right there um and he pets her and says you're the you're the only nice thing 
about him. Yeah. And I'm so like, that, why, fuck, yes. Yeah, like, why would I ever hurt you? Because I was honestly like, I was like, this is going to be a double header. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm I'm so happy that he didn't. Same. And because, again, they plant the idea in your head. The way the script is laid out is just it's great. so well done. It's incredible. Yeah, this is character development mm-hmm. and environment building and just oh, it's it's so well done absolutely but as he's walking up to it you know lady death mrs yeah. mccormick is like don't kill his dog yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like how did she know that and we'll never know the donkey, the <laughs> we're not gonna get any clear away. answers i there. mean she also it sets you up because she tells him like there's going to be two deaths on the island that are not him and Colin. I think she says, hopefully it's not one of you two. I believe she says it's not y'all. No, I disagree. Watch. I think that she says, um, hopefully it's not one of you two. And then, so you're led to believe that when he sets the house on fire, um, that he's going to die in there. Well, that, no, that, but then it ends up being Dominic in the river as the second. Fair. But so his, but his, I might be wrong, but his immediate response to that is like, that's not nice and walks away. <laughs> you might be right. Um, um, I didn't take it away. Because I was led to believe that he was going to burn down the house and that he was going to die in there. Yeah, but you um, don't need any, you don't need that line because, of dialogue to p- plant that. He says it himself. But I think that they did plant that. Scene. And I'm not, I'm, again, I've already said I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm fairly sure of it. Um, okay. So, but they do a lot of that seed planting, mm-hmm. like that, like don't kill the dog. There's going to be two deaths, and just like setting you up with the most like straightforward foreshadowing. Yeah. And then like going the opposite way with mm-hmm. it, and it's so well done. And like all I was saying is like even without that line of dialogue, it's filmed in a way to make you believe he was gonna die in there anyway. Well, yeah. Because literally, he looks in there. The house is on fire. It honestly makes more sense for him to have died than him actually getting out. Because we see him in there. The house is boarded up, and it's on fire. Oh, at the end, you see that he threw the chair out the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but still, it's just like, he's like 70-something years old. I'm yeah, just, yeah. He's also fucking But he's also like, literally, Mad how did he not Moody, die, pass okay. out from blood loss? He's talking about Mad-Eye Moody, boy. Oh, that's fair. R.I.P. Or was this David Tennant? How do we know it's even the real him who got out of there? <laughs> oh, damn. Shit. <laughs> So fun segue, um, Harry Potter. I was going through the audiobooks, and I'd seen the movies, but I completely forgot about them when I got to this is book four, with Mad yeah. Eye Moody. Yeah. Um, and Char asked me who my favorite character was so far, and I was like, Mad Eye seems really cool. <laughs> no joke. And because um, she could hear it playing, because I didn't have it going through an earphone when I was I was doing something, um, and she waited. She waited outside the room when it was about to be like the reveal, and it's like it wasn't Mad Eye Moody. It's um. Crouch, Crouch, it's David Tennant's character who filmed the movie. I forgot his name because he took up he took the potion to turn into Moody for that whole movie. Right, um, I don't remember. Okay, that. I didn't. I don't know. Right. Um, but yeah, like, and I was just like, oh shit! And I remembered because literally the day before, people were asking me because Harry Potter nerds are everywhere. Um, who's your favorite character? And I was telling them too, Mad Eye Moody, and they're like oh i mean he does the real one comes back after that yeah but, but it's, literally it's the person short. who i'm saying is my favorite i don't know matt <laughs> yeah. yeah it's just like shit man um but yeah just a fun segue that everyone got to enjoy at my expense that's what happens with only a portion of information 
And I feel like that's why it's important to explain these types of things when you're breaking ways with with somebody. Yeah. Like he totally could have just been like, hey, dude, I'm feeling like this. Yeah. And because of that, I feel like this would be the best solution. And I need you to get on board with this if you care about me. Mm hmm. But he cut off his fucking fingers. He and did. The way that that stump looks, bro. Like, especially the, when the whole yeah, when it's like and, and dude, you see the different just walking while it's dripping. He just cut like one at a time and stuff, and he's just not giving a fuck. <laughs> just and the dog the was sweet enough to try to prevent it. Oh, that's the that's that I laughed out loud. That when you asked me if I laughed at this movie, like yeah, there was a couple of times it's but that shit that shit got me yeah, yeah. like raffle. <laughs> Raffle. Well, welcome to the early 2000s. Roll Raffle. Oh my god. <laughs> Rolling on the floor laughing for people who've forgotten that dead language. Um Ernest, do you think it's okay to tell people that their father got run over by a bread fan? Oh my goodness, bro. It's, it's like, that's how, how my, my mother, mother died. died. Yeah. Oh, so good. Fuck. That was amazing. I bet and it's then, the same thing. I also love that when he explains what happened to Dominic, that Dominic like gets like rightfully pissed at him. Yeah, he's like, and I thought you were the best of them. Yeah, he thought I thought you were like the nicest guy or whatever. And I I love when he gets drunk and decides to go off on him. Yeah, and it it's kind of like undercut by how I love. Colin's response being like, I actually almost kind of regret t not talking to him. That's the most interesting he's ever been. <laughs> um, but what he talks about, there's like some real shit or what the conversation that they have that back and forth. And he's like, nobody's going to remember you for being nice. Exactly. And I feel like that's bullshit. They um, both have very. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm obviously going to take one side. No, obviously. No, no, but like, that's the thing. Like he goes, he's very broad with it. Because he's talking about in the span of history, Colin is. Mm -hmm. But then, and it seems, because the way he responds is like, he seems like the smaller child in the situation. Um, but it's just the uh, from a place of innocence that he talks about, like, Siobhan would remember. Yeah. Like, I'll remember. And they, I think they listed a few others. Um, but that's the thing. Your friends matter, too. It's not about who remember what who remembers what in the history books. The people around you and what they know of you absolutely does matter. Yeah. So I'm agreeing with you. I was just yeah, yeah. painting both sides. I mean, and like I get what Colum's saying mm -hmm. as well. Like he he has a point, but I want so much to be remembered for being nice. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Big time. Big time, big time. That's like a goal of mine. But you're going to die and all people are going to remember is that's the guy who said peen sucker a lot on the podcast. Mm, that was <laughs> peen suckers, baby. I'm glad I could find a way to put it on our last episode of the year. Yes, yes. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, best peen sucker award coming up. That Blade makes it seem like dude. it's gonna. Oh, I was like, that makes it seem like it's somehow in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> when you see the banshee, oh my God. you do get a small peen in this one. Um, <laughs> you do. I know. Yes. I couldn't see it close enough to see if it was a peen sucker, but it was definitely a peen. <laughs> Indeed. Um, yeah, that whole relationship with Dominic and his father is just like really fucked. Is yes, that's um, awful. And, and awful to others as well. I'm so glad that he gets his when he does. Yeah. You know? it's, and it's not enough, but I'm glad that he does get his when he does. Uh, not the last part so much. Because, again, like Dominic is a pretty off-putting individual. He is. Um, he's very abrupt. <laughs> Let's I, use that word. I want to say, because um, I, th I think it's super interesting... 
because he he's not super young I'm, I'm fairly certain barry kogan's like in his early 30s mm-hmm. um he does a very good job of playing a child here yeah, he and not like not like um sophie from after son right. like but like a younger like unintelligent man like a 19 20 year old yeah like, like in the way yeah. in the the way he's acting really just makes you see it mm-hmm. it's it's just props yeah good job tom holland what <laughs> <I'm> t- <laughs> fair fair he, he, do, he does it as well uh but like yeah i'm saying like that type whole cast of euphoria so. go on yeah yes exactly yeah you're getting it you're picking up what i'm putting down baby um but yeah how's the despair chris let's come back a bit <laughs> there i love the conversations like so i i have a specific quote here um from that interaction I, I think it's the second one but it's um Colum talking to uh the priest about feeling bad about accidentally killing the donkey and it goes and and the priest responds and i'm so, i was so mad at him because i'm like this is a small animal that died you bastard <laughs> and the priest um responds back with do you think god gives a damn about miniature donkeys and then Colum, and i think this speaks so much about not only his character but just like just a lot of this movie. I fear that, I fear that he doesn't meaning like doesn't care about miniature donkeys. And I fear that's where it all starts to go wrong. And I'm like, Oh my God. It's wonderful. Cause, and I, if you, if you look at that, cause obviously other than for, um, Porig, the, the miniature donkey dying is probably a small thing. Trying to cut somebody out of your life. For some, would be a small thing, but when you d- but if you don't consider the perspective of the others that's a, that it's impacting, it becomes a bigger thing, right? And like it's just I, I feel like that layers on top of what's going on here, and maybe that's him starting to realize he's gone too far, right? And obviously, bro, it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> bye to your house, um, but not bye to your dog. Oh, so much respect. But he was he was so down to like lose his house it was because of what he did he, yep. like he definitely felt Absolutely. that remorse yeah i also love when he gets punched out by dominic's dad and he like picks him up puts yeah him on yeah porig when he gets punched yeah yeah and he makes sure that he gets there safe mm-hmm. and it's a very sweet moment sends him on his way without saying anything to him like I don't fuck with you anymore, but I fuck with you. Yeah. Like I don't, and it's like we were saying earlier, like we don't want these people, maybe we don't want them in our lives all the time, but we don't want anything bad for them. Yeah. Like dude, live your life. I hope you succeed. I hope you have the best life ever. Right. Just out of my bubble, bro. Just do it over there. Yeah. Do it over there. (laughs) Do it over there. Do you want me to take my beer outside or you can take your beer? Oh man. (laughs) But there's a lot about relationships here. Um, I love I, I love it. I just love this movie. It's des- it's des- it's deserving of all the talk it's getting. Colin Farrell, excellent as always. Yeah. As um, is fucking everybody else. Yeah, no, movie. absolutely, absolutely. But, Gleason, yeah, wonderful. I definitely see like how he's a standout because you buy into his dimness so much. Yeah, <laughs> and like so, and then those like you were talking about when he gets drunk and he gives like his rant and whatnot. He's, yeah, it's almost a different character. Yeah, and he does it so well while still being that first guy exactly and then we get to the end and it's just a villain origin story and he's playing that really well too would you say that they end up being frenemies maybe 
it's not my favorite word. No, no, I, but, I, I, but I get what you mean. I feel that it applies here. I don't think they ever go back to what they were because he's like this shit is just starting. Exactly. And but I don't think he's, he's gonna build. I don't think like say say Colin builds another house. I don't think he's gonna just go burn that down again. But then he's like, you know, um, thank you for watching my dog for me. And he's like, anytime. Anytime. And, like, and he like it sounds like he's holding himself stuff. back a little bit. Like yeah. he didn't mean to let that out. It's so cute. It's adorable. <laughs> I love this movie. Um, I think it's safe to say we can get into our final thoughts here. Sure. Ernest, what are your final thoughts? Final thoughts overall. Um, this is my type of shit for sure. Um, I, I love these characters so much. And like when I'm talking to the TV, you know, that's when it's good. Like you fucking idiot. Why are you going <laughs> to, you know, that's, that's when it got you. And this movie got me for sure. Um, Again, it's it's a bit slower on the burn, but it can be such a good thing if you let it. If you just invest yourself like in this story and just go along for that ride and see where it goes, like it's a good time along that ride for sure. Um, I love the performances in this, um, and I love Shabon. And we wish her the best. And man, that that scenery, that music, everything that goes along with it for sure. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's a great movie. I think it was an apt comparison when you brought up, because like this is great cinematography, Mm -hmm. but like when you brought it up with After Sun and just how they use great cinematography, but in a different way. Right. Like there's there's just sometimes you do something different and it's not to diminish what we think of one, Mm -hmm. but it's just, hey, just to give props to your point. I won't do it again. Ever. Um but i i love this movie there is a war going on in the background as we've kind of touched on already it's almost like a foreshadowing of what's going on between them um because we don't know the specifics and also me and ernest aren't history majors so if there's something we just don't know because <laughs> it is they say civil war and it's obviously around ireland the NRA um, and... i have no idea yeah and we don't you don't it's, all we see is explosions and hear them just every once in a while yeah <laughs> and it's like off in the distance um it's never at the forefront of what's going on and i love that because what was it pinocchio is another story like there's a lot you can do with war as your backdrop right and like there's a way to utilize it without it making a war movie mm-hmm. and like i i think those are the best we've seen a lot of like around war movies yeah this year. our first oh we'll get into it later but pan's labyrinth yeah ah like, oh, shit <laughs> throwback baby um but I wanted to bring up one other quote I had notated here. It's from pretty much the end of the movie um, when uh, everything's kind of happened. Um, and Colm says, I think the war might be over. Haven't heard any explosions in a minute. And Colin Farrell, why did I call him Colin Farrell now? <laughs> Made it the whole it's way. better than calling Zendaya euphoria. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but Porig, <laughs> you gilly gooly. He brings, <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> You're gonna try to utilize that now. That's oh, my word. Dog. God damn it! Um, he says some things there is no moving on from, and I think that is a good thing. Mm. And that's the last like serious thing he says. Because right after that, Brendan Gleeson. Uh, why the actors' names? <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, respect for you. Uh, <laughs> The Banshees. Um, call the him, Banshees. That's when, right after that, Colin says, thanks for watching my dog. And then, like, un, un, unintentionally, no problem. Anytime. 
it's great. It's great. And then he just tries to walk off all serious. Um, I don't think, again, I don't think they're ever going to go back to what they were. Um, I would love to think that they would, but too many fingers and too many animals have been lost. But maybe there is some type of peace that comes after. Um, we didn't touch like heavily on it, but I do think a lot of it does come with, obviously, with um, Porig being complacent. He's not a super young man, but he is quite a bit younger mm-hmm. than Colm. So maybe he just hasn't gotten to the point where he's thinking about his last days on Earth. Because I'm, I'm not old, <laughs> but... I definitely have thought about it more than I did when I was like six. So, I mean, it's, I mean, it's just a natural progression, I believe. <laughs> right, right. Um, and then of course, Colm is an older man and sometimes you just got to think, what do you want to leave behind? And we, you want to leave behind kindness. Yes. And that's an absolute joke. I'm just kidding. No. Oh God. <laughs> I wanted to say that so seriously. Um, that is a very sweet thing. Um, we all want to leave something behind. That's not only something memorable, but something I would hope is just something that others that you leave behind can enjoy after you're gone. It's love more specifically, but with that comes kindness. Okay. You have to pick. We'll get into it later. Uh, I'm just kidding, man. I pick love. I I choose love love every time. I choose love. I'll take love for 400. Um, But this movie's great. It is definitely in the words conversation. I can't wait to, continue with our two movies next week a lot of heavy hitters a lot of heavy hitters some bangers baby. um but we are going to take a quick break and then a little differently we're gonna be we're gonna be we're gonna be ending the show with some of our favorite things from the last year because this is our last episode of the year wow what a journey yeah. it started as a one-man show um and it ended with what i wish was a one-man show but we will <laughs> be right back all right, and we are back. Going to be taking a look back at what a year. The first year of our podcast, the Life is Storytelling podcast. It premiered, and I'm putting this as the premiere date because it's the day the first episode was put out, July 2nd. Yeah, with our Final Fantasy shit. Final Fantasy. Yep. Yeah. I put out two episodes that day. <laughs> <laughs> we talked for a good bit. We did, because I thought we could cover, I don't know what I was thinking, putting three major things in one episode that ended up making like three decent length episodes. <laughs> yeah, because well, it was uh, Final Fantasy remake. Uh, no. Final Fantasy Seven remake part two, which uh, we now know as Rebirth. Right. Uh, Final Fantasy Crisis. Final Fantasy Seven Crisis Core reunion, um, and then of course Final Fantasy sixteen. Yeah, man. Ah, oh, and, and it was a great episode. It was. Like, if we, only uh, I had known not to put the mic in the middle of the room and yeah, just not pass it around. Yeah. Yeah. So if you hear that audio, we know, we know. <laughs> Which brings me to one of my uh, favorite things about this year and our evolution is when we got two mics. <laughs> it was such a big moment, man. Yeah. I was yeah. so happy. That was one of the main things is like, oh shit, we have two. And we get to now do this like, uh, people would say our chemistry is off the charts. Nice. <laughs> you know? I like, so. But when we were like passing the mic to one another and stuff, and you would hear that voice in the background talking like this. Yeah. It was, it was like, you know, a bit more rough to just kind of like sure. bounce off each other and stuff. So that was like a huge turning point for us, mm-hmm. for sure. But, um, I mean, the thing that I'm always going to hold like 
near and dear is the Del Toro series. I knew it. I wrote it down, <laughs> and I was like, he's know. probably going to bring it up. You already know, bro. <laughs> like, cause, and because I hadn't seen so many of them. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's easily my favorite director now. I believe you. Yeah. Damn, yeah. Which, I mean, it, maybe it's a bias. I think it's supposed to be when you're picking your favorite. Yeah. Um, sure. <laughs> but, man, like. He's got some perfect movies. Going through each one of those was just such a fantastic experience. And and the ones that weren't so great, too, you know? We had a good Mimic. time with Mimic. I'm so yeah. glad it's at the beginning. Was so oh, fun. man. <laughs> I want to oh. say, because you brought up how because you brought up me using the word interesting for um, after sun, but like in a positive way, I feel like I think it was, it was either mimic or blade two that I used it in not a positive way. It's interesting. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Cause I mean, blade two has, it's, it's not his like most refined work or anything like that. But it's, (laughs) but I was going to do it. It's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We got peen suckers. Yeah, and we got peen suckers from that. We got so much. Don't be the guy at the party that hasn't seen Pan's Lab. Okay, you're gonna say peen sucker. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't seen a peen sucker either. You got to know your competition. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, Pan's Labyrinth, as you were saying. Oh yeah, but Pan's just like turned it all around, and that episode is what made us start doing movies in the first place. And here we are at the end of the year doing, you know double movies and stuff and to fill up for an award show yeah man yeah um so and i feel like that's where the takeoff has been so far i feel like we've we took off only to reach another takeoff point for sure and what we do next like i'm so excited to see because i mean i've always said as long as we keep putting out content like it's only gonna grow you know absolutely so like expect a lot more motherfuckers so let me ask you something because this is primarily talking about the past but let's talk about the future um and i want everyone to know who's listening to this i have not prepped Ernest for this question so this can be on the spot yeah um he looks nervous it's not that big of a question off the top of your head if if you were if it were up to you at this moment in time who would the next movie series be oh you motherfucker uh, we've talked about a couple of them. Uh, we talked Tarantino, uh, Cohen Brothers. Um, shit, man, it's tough. It, it's real tough. Tarantino seems very intriguing, um, and because that some of those are like some of my favorite movies. That's fair. I think too. I think most people probably have at least one Tarantino movie up there. Yeah, Pulp Fiction is very top of the line. For What's me. that one? Uh, it's it's hard to explain what it's about actually <laughs> it's about a lot <laughs> it's, a, it's an absolute closet um but and inglorious bastards um uh, but like yeah see we got stuff like that i think i go tarantino right now that's what's popping into my mind i got you right and now. like so uh, i tried to word it as best as i could like this isn't a sentence don't think no yeah 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 and what about you for me, so Tarantino is the one that like I'm always down for, but looking into next year, I also, so there's one I know we're going to do because I know it's going to be super fucking easy because I found out she only has three movies. Um, I want to do a Greta Gerwig movie series next year. What are her movies? I'll tell you the new one. What is it? Barbie. 
Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually forgot the name of her first movie because I just found out it existed like last weekend. Um, but she did a movie I brought up with you multiple times. A great A twenty four flick, Lady Bird. Oh, that's um, right. And then she did the most recent um, iteration of Little Women, which is also very good. But again, three movies that could be like the week before we watch Barbie. <laughs> um, but outside of that, like if I'm looking at like a full filmography. I love Greta Gerwig, not to say hers isn't full, but it's just, she only has a couple in there. Um, and I'm so excited for Barbie. Uh, yeah, man. Going off of my favorite directors, I have a movie that is slated for next year. Cause I would kind of like to capture that light we did with Del Toro. Cause I want to bring up, we did not plan on Pinocchio this year. No. Yeah. We had no clue that, it was coming it out yet. And then we had lap. even less clue about cabinet of curiosities. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what a perfect start. Um, but I would think maybe Christopher Nolan is one cause he has Oppenheimer coming out next year. And then somebody who yeah. is absolutely one of my favorites is David Fincher. Mm. Um, he's supposed to have a movie with an actor. I haven't seen in a minute, a uh, Michael Fassbender yeah. coming out next year. Um, those, those are just my, be my top picks right now. Uh, cause and Tarantino is supposed to have a TV show coming out next year. Oh man. What's or it's supposed gonna... to start production. One of the two. I wonder what that's going to be like, though. We'll see. Yeah. And he says he's only doing one more movie. Because I did finally watch uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I remember that. Yeah. I'm so glad. So yeah. now you've seen all of them, yeah? Have you seen Jackie Brown? Yeah, I've seen Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown's good. That's a great fucking movie. <laughs> I know a lot of people put it like as their lesser. Because it's definitely different. Um, But it's 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 I, I think it's very good. Yeah, it's still up there for me. Um. Also loved our anime episodes, man. Yeah, yeah. dude, I I can't believe I didn't write that down. We because got to have our Dragon Ball episode specifically. And, oh, and then because like with movies, we talk about, you know, we talk about so much like with movies, but when we get to talking about anime, it's just us nerding the fuck Absolutely. out. Absolutely, <laughs> and like have the excitement of us not knowing our list, and then it's like let's just review Hunter Hunter. Yeah, yeah. Dude, How dude. great. Let's what just talk about Hunter Hunter for an hour. Okay. So good. Yeah. Fuck it. What a moment, man. I was so happy. Oh, man. But that, yeah, uh, One Piece and the Dragon Ball episode was so much fun. Like, ah, yeah, man. Because of that Dragon Ball episode, I was like, oh, I actually, I had forgotten that I love that show. (laughs) Because it's so far from, like, being any kind of perfect. Our our first, like, uh, segment was just us nerding out about Dragon Ball and exactly. what it's meant to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we talked about that for like an hour. We did. So we did. I mean yeah. I'm fairly certain I summarized like every arc of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> like, oh my god. And then like explain the plot of yeah. GT. <laughs> so Goku's supposed to be alive, only alive for twenty four hours, but this episode these episodes are like forty episodes. It's, it's, it's wild. It's wild. Um but we have come so far from Prey which is our first with the first official review because Pan's Labyrinth was in the back half. Right. And not only that, our first new release. And look at that. And it was so good. I will still say great movie. I also, I love when me and Chris disagree. It's like one of my favorite things. And I am still just so enthralled with happiness about his reaction to my where the wild things are. <laughs> uh, oh man. 
um, even though I didn't like, we've moved so far. I, I probably shouldn't have brought it up. No, you shouldn't have, because I, I forgot that you absolutely loathe that movie. <laughs> and that's the thing is that I did not. I enjoyed well, because we only had one mic. Probably people couldn't hear you saying how much you thought the child actors were shitty. <laughs> you bastard! Don't set me up. Set me up like this. You brought us. But I did enjoy that movie thoroughly. Um. You just picked out the parts that I did. So, and I literally think about this. Oh, I thought about this a lot recently because I've been listening to my interview wrapped playlist on Spotify. Oh, that's right. Yeah. My favorite thing that you said about the movie, and this is a positive, believe it or not. Oh, wow. Is how you call you, you gave praise to the soundtrack because it just feels like nothing but pure feelings. <laughs> yeah. And it does. Yeah. It absolutely does. Yeah. Because I, I, I have that soundtrack. It's like that whole soundtrack is part of my I'm, I'm proud Spotify of myself rap. for that one. Yeah. And then you continue to shit on it but it's fine <laughs> i didn't i didn't shit on it it's a good movie Just, you know that was our first big disagreement Better oh that's Avatar. right because I, I was so surprised i remember so a lot of the times a little behind the scenes stuff here when we don't want to give each other a thought about something we'll make jokes alluding to certain things and i know for a fact i made jokes alluding to me not loving bell Oh yeah, but obviously I was wrong about you feeling the same way. <laughs> <laughs> and then we reviewed it, uh, which is a very good episode. And Ash provided so much context there. Hell yeah. I ended up coming around on it a bit. Um, but like I was just like, oh my god, I was, like, I was a little ga- gobsmacked. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh Seven wow, out of ten crab apples on that motherfucker. Oh night. man, the crab apple meter. Yeah, I love. <laughs> so I love having Justin and Ash on the show. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, when we record in Justin's place, it echoes a little, but it's okay because it's echoes of love. It's it's good acoustics. They're too yeah good. for sure yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah. And his if you don't know, all my friends have mansions. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but another thing, Recording and you're gonna in that four yay. Is a <laughs> and we've only done one of these this year, and you're gonna get more next year. We've already been talking about it. I love that we implemented something called side stories. Yeah. Just some side content that we can put out when we can. It can be dedicated to just any old thing as long as it's still around storytelling. Um, Euphoria TV was shows, a great star And it was, film. dude, because uh, Ash got us on that. And then it was just, just pure feelings. And then because it's so heavy in content and feelings. <laughs> and it was recent because I yeah. forgot the season two came out this year. Yeah. And it's one of those more real close to home ones that yeah. just like yeah it's gonna give you some shit to talk about and like what we have in store because i don't want to give any details right now um but what we have in store for our side stories for next year it, it should be pretty fun yeah and we, yeah we, i'm we, excited we, for it we get a get a cast of kooky characters um <laughs> acting a gilly ghoulie <laughs> god damn it <laughs> i want you to get that as a tramp stamp um say no more Another so since we're talking about Ash right next to the episode, I also want to bring up praise for our Last of Us episode. I thought it was very good. Oh, that's yeah. probably like next to our Game Awards episode. That's probably our strongest, just pure gaming episode. Yeah, I would agree because it's just and like the fact that we brought so much passion to it without having played it this year. Yeah, though it helps that we have a trailer for the movie, the At, show, which is next month, baby. Like two years ago. Though. Yeah, 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 man, and like. God damn. Um, yeah, those feelings don't go away. Well, I'm about to shit. cry right now. <laughs> they, they do not dole over time. That shit is sharp as ever, boy. Um, but that's one of the more emotional uh, episodes that we had as well. That's when we first had to say the suicide hotline. Yeah. 
Yeah. We're like, we better give the suicide hotline at the end of this thing. Yeah. Like, that's how serious it got. Absolutely. Um, that's how serious that fucking story is. And I can't, like you said, I can't wait for like more people to get this fucking story. Absolutely. I'm really excited. Because did you see that they announced the runtime for the, sh- the first episode of the show? No. What is it? It's going to be like all, an hour and a half. Oh, it's a fucking movie. It's a movie. <laughs> for the first <laughs> episode. Shit. I don't know where we're going from there. No, but. yeah, yeah. But I mean, what a strong way to start. I really hope they take time with Sarah in the beginning. I saw that uh, Troy Becker, Baker came out and said that if he would have seen Pedro Pascal play Joel, that he would have changed the way that he did the performance. God, if I was Pedro Pascal, I'd feel so like honored right now. Dude, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that he does. He's yeah, such a sweet dude. Man. He's a sweet dude. Ah, uh, if you love Pedro Pascal, wait till you see our guests for next year. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he was busy. <laughs> yeah, he's a little booked. A little booked. A little, a little booked. Yeah, he changed his number. Mandalorian over. thing. <laughs> oh, dude, I forgot about the Mandalorian. Yeah, dude, we got that. Next year's soon. the year of Pedro again. Fair. Yeah. Oh my God. What do we get the? Uh, What's the fucking long ass name of Unbearable that movie? Unbearable weight of massive talent. Thank you so much. How oh. I got your fucking profile picture from my phone. Fantastic film. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Pedro Pascal is going to play old man me in my biopic. Even though he's older than me, I don't know exactly how we're going to work it out, but. The, the thing is, he doesn't look older than you. Thank you? You're welcome, Pedro Pascal. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> He looks young. You look young. Um, cyberpunk, though. Oh, um, fuck yeah. That's good shit. Because while it didn't evoke the same emotions as uh, The Last of Us, I don't think it's supposed to. Um, it was, It's just, it was such a good time. And like that period in my, the cyberpunk period. It's a big gaming life. moment for us this year. Like not only that, it was, it started with an anime. And with the anime. Yeah. Too, yeah. And then you go into it, bro. And it's just like, oh my God, none of, so neither of us planned to even play this game this year. Like had a I had a thought of being like oh, I'm gonna do this, let alone plat the fucking thing. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and here we are. And it's a huge game. It is. <laughs> it's not a hard plat to get, but it's, it's a, a lot. It's a lengthy one. It is a Absolutely. lot. Absolutely. And um. But now we have our characters geared up and ready for that DLC next year. Yeah, man. I love I love Night City, baby. Same. Night City for life. Love, love and hate. It's just how the city is. Two places I always represent is Night City and the Sector Seven slums represent baby ow, ow. all right <laughs> is that is that from hunger games that's dmx what oh sector seven yes oh that's final fantasy okay yeah oh i see it now yeah. i like how i was still wrong <laughs> but i definitely wasn't asking <laughs> that's DMX. Huh? for a minute there i was like oh my god dmx had something to do with <laughs> god damn it oh my god but oh, man. it has been a great year it's been a great year for this podcast we haven't even podcasted for a whole year but 35 episodes this year yeah man I, I, it's my favorite thing about the whole thing is just sitting here and just nerding out with shit like with you like a little nerd therapy fuck man like who and because we're so different yeah. we're so beautifully different I actually love my son. And <laughs> and like those things and similar at the same time, it's like we're real life friends, you know? Almost. And Almost. you know what? That's yeah. why we're just great actors. <laughs> I am Pedro Pascal. <laughs> <laughs> King Kong ain't got shit on Ah oh, shit, there you go. Yeah. Um one last episode I want to bring up. Cause Another aspect of my the gaming stuff we've been able to put out this year that I love is gaming news. Mm-hmm. 
And it's just one of my favorite things to just even read, like get into like what's going on in gaming news today. And we had a blessing of a week, which also seemed like a curse because it was just busy. Um, well, there was one week where Nintendo and PlayStation both decided to have directs that, that week. Yeah. <laughs> and that was like a four hour episode. <laughs> Cause I'm like, guys, we're going to go over this shit. And he was like, we're not going to go over every single one. We're That's not right. going to watch every single and trailer. Then Justin wanted to watch every we trailer. ended up watching every single trailer. We ended up talking about every single game. And then even the ones that we didn't think we'd be talking about, yeah. we talked about for fucking who knows how long. Oh man. But I love it. I lo- and like, where is that game? bro the i don't remember the everything everything game game. i don't know we're supposed to get more updates man which is pretty much it's supposed to come out at this point next fucking year (laughs) but we'll see we'll see but obviously there is fluctuations between like the focus sometimes like right now we're just trying to get because we've done our game awards game awards happened we're trying to get our movie stuff taken care of and like we want to give our our flowers to our favorite movies our actors all that good stuff so we're just trying to fit in as much as we can. So we're ready for that episode. So we've seen as much as possible and talked about it here to just preface whatever we do with our awards. Um, but gaming is still something we care very much for. And I, I promise you there will be plenty of gaming content next year. Um, for for a fact, I'm ready for whenever you beat Final Fantasy Crisis Core Reunion. Fuck we're going to yeah. go into that shit. Um, Call back to day one, baby. Yeah, absolutely. We'll put the two mics in the middle of the room <laughs> <laughs> um and i definitely am gonna hound justin to get on here for that but uh it's been a great run and my last thing i have notated here ernest thank you for becoming a full-time co-host with me it is the biggest pleasure my my good sir but you're a great friend um you run our Facebook page greatly, which adds to, cause I do a lot of copy and paste from whatever you post there to anywhere else. <laughs> um, it's a team effort. You've, you've helped cause like I, this started out as life as gaming. I changed it to life as storytelling to broaden it. And then I was like, you know what? Let's have a host. Let's have a permanent person I can talk to. And I, obviously that makes the most sense. Like it, you want to talk to somebody else, not just yourself at into the void. Um, which but, you did well, by the way. Thank you. You're I very did, sweet. I did enjoy those episodes. Don't don't praise it too much. You might lose your job. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I greatly appreciate everything you've put into the podcast so far. We're going to make it to the big time someday. We baby. are. Look out, look out Joe Rogan. I, and I'm going to look at you, and I'm going to look at you in your glasses, and I'm going to say, we made it to the big time, baby. We made it to the feckin' big time. The feckin' big time. <laughs> But Show with that, sucker, and then we'll pull it out <laughs> on stage. Beautiful, and then we'll be canceled. Then we'll be canceled. That's how you know you made it, bro. Yeah. That's how you know you made it. We'll be like, "Hey, James Gunn, what's up, man?" <laughs> um, but like I said, next week we will be going over the movie Tar and the movie The Whale, two huge award contenders this year. Um, I'm ready to just cry it. Cry with Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser, sponsor us. Absolutely. God, if he sponsored us, dude, he's in the limelight right now. <laughs> Shit. Um, but I am I'm proud of the show so far. And I'm very happy that we've done it. We've made it so far. Um, and that we're going to keep doing it. And I'm very excited about our movie awards. I can't wait till we disagree on some of those. Because um, <laughs> we will be talking about the film of the year, Avatar, The Way of Water. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most hilarious thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's pretty feckin' hilarious. <laughs> you dullard. Um, 
But that is next week. And then the week after that, we will be doing our awards. We'll give more details on that as we get closer. But Ernest, where can the people find us? So if you'd like to stay up. Uh... Drink some coffee. Drink some coffee. <laughs> Sorry, future Chris. Well, no, I was saying drink some coffee. So I'm going to leave some of this in here because I kind of want it to be a semi-blooper reel. I have to drink. <laughs> Don't don't put that part. Are you my alcoholic father? That's gonna <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like that anymore. Thanks. Uh-oh. I, uh, Papa. So, <laughs> thanks, Euphoria. <laughs> anyway, don't be a gilly ghouly. Follow us. What if that on means something Facebook? horrible? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I hope it isn't. I was like, I just hey, uh, <laughs> if let us know in the comments. Yeah, if uh if I've been making a mistake please uh reach us at life is storytelling at gmail.com we appreciate any and all i love the tone change it's great (laughs) (laughs) and you can definitely keep up to date uh with the show by following us on all of these social medias out here we're on facebook we're on twitter we're on instagram and we're on hive uh please give us a good follow we love you and delay forespoken. <laughs> yes, you should delay forespoken. Um, this is our last episode of the year. I do hope everyone had a great holiday and has a great new year. And we'll see you on the other side.